This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Monday, December 19th. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, COVID boosters approved for young children, Telluride looks back on a year of events, roving rabbis bring Hanukkah to Mountain Village and a mountain weather forecast. While much of the world returns to normal, a spate of respiratory viruses is moving through the community. In order to keep everyone healthy and safe this winter, public health officials are urging individuals, including children, to stay up to date with vaccinations. And recently, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention approved COVID-19 boosters for children six months old to five years, both Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. The new bivalent booster aims to build immunity against the original COVID-19 virus and the Omicron BA4 and BA5 variants. Public health officials note children six months through five years are required to receive two doses of the original COVID-19 vaccine before receiving a dose of the bivalent vaccine. And if a child has already received a booster or completed their three-dose series of the original Pfizer vaccine, they're not eligible for a fourth booster at this time. Public Health recommends discussing booster options for children with their primary care provider or with public health by emailing publichealth at sanmiguelcountyco.gov Public Health will be hosting a vaccine clinic for children six months to five years old on Wednesday, December 21st from 2.30 to 4 p.m. at the Public Health Office in the Miramonte Building on Main Street in Telluride. To register your child for a booster, go to bit.ly slash smcvaccine. 2022 is coming to a close, and it's been a busy year for events in the town of Telluride. 26 events took place on town property, from small but impressively important events like the KOTO Duck Race to the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. And if you ask Stephanie Jacquet, Parks and Recreation Director for the town of Telluride, it was a good year. From my perspective and my department, it was uh, very busy but successful. Telluride Town Council and staff held a debrief last week to look back on the year of events and think towards the future. In 2022, there were two major events, those with 3 to 12,000 people per day, three medium events with 1 to 3,000 people, and 21 minor events, those with less than 1,000 people per day. The total number of attendees, both paid and complimentary, that were tracked for events charging admissions was 89,225. And with that many individuals participating in events this year, town manager Scott Robson notes, it went, all in all, smoothly. Not trying to speak for the marshals uh, or public works or any other department necessarily, but we were we were quite pleased uh, overall with, uh, with safety, uh, the uh, incredibly low number of uh, arrests or incidents that occurred during uh, our events, again, uh, 89,000 plus uh, attending over the course of the year. The town of Telluride collected just over $223,000 in admission fees from events on town property, with roughly $23,000 in facility and rental fees. According to Jacquet, no event exceeded their capacity, and there was only one event that had a curfew snafu. Robson adds, given the number of events, that's not too bad. We've been pleased overall with, again, the number of overall nights in the given summer of potential curfew 
issues and just lack thereof, which has been great. So they have popped up from time to time, but um, luckily none that had outdoor noise implications, which is always seems to be what rises to the top as far as public concern. But a large point of discussion during the debrief was how to make local festivals more accessible to locals. Here's council member Mian Fee. The destination has become more popular and as it becomes more popular, the people that live here get to use it less. I mean, people that live here can't get campsites in our own town park if they want to take their kids camping. So we need to we need to look at this sort of bigger and holistically so that that way that way the town can actually use their own town. Council member Adrian Christie would like to see a certain number of local tickets held within the base number of tickets for each festival. My request is that they do not get an additional 500 that we require that they increase the number of local tickets that they available that they make available and if they are not required to make local tickets available that then we add that to their contract. I don't think we should be increasing the capacity that we say we allow so that locals can go to a festival in their park. I think it should be part of the contract they are required to do so moving forward. The majority of council agrees with council member Geneva Shawnette suggesting allowing locals to buy tickets before they go on sale to the general public. I think it should be open for a certain period of time, like a minimum amount of time. And however many tickets get sold, get sold. So if everyone in the county, if 2,000 people in the county want to go to Bluegrass, 2,000 people get tickets. Jacay notes the town should determine which events would qualify. We need to decide whether it's the medium events in addition to the major events. So that would be bluegrass, blues and brews, mountain film, jazz festival and film festival and a lo- and require a local ticket program. According to Telluride Town Attorney Kevin Geiger, the town could make the requirement through event contracts, but he recommends a change to the municipal code, which would require town council to pass an ordinance. And then you include a provision in there that they shall require or they shall have available a local ticket option as part of their use of town park property. We need to get into the details of what that is, if it's a percentage, if it's a period of time that's open, And then the rest go after that. Geiger adds his one concern is potential scalpers for tickets. And I'm not saying that locals are going to do the wrong thing, but uh, you could see a scenario where locals could buy out tickets and then they would enter them out to the secondary market. And I don't think that's your intention. Town Council agreed to have staff start conversations with festivals and events about ticketing for locals. Council could pass an ordinance to make changes to ticketing protocols for events. Hanukkah, or the Festival of Lights, is coming to Mountain Village this week with the town's first ever public menorah lighting. The custom always was for hundreds of years to light the Hanukkah menorah in your house, in your private abode. They ever wanted to make this public, they wanted to make it a public Hanukkah celebration all over the world that in a time of darkness we can light up the world. That's Rabbi Shmuley Wadowski, a rabbinical student in New York City. This week, Rabbi Wadowski will be coming to Mountain Village as part of the roving rabbis to light the menorah and spread light and positivity with the community. In a time of a little bit of suppression, there's a, you see on the internet, the, the, there's response to worrisome rise of anti-Semitic all over the world on the internet or, or, in, or global tension on the world stage. We wanted to, a few of my friends wanted to take this campaign and the uh, you know, come up with a creative new way of doing it. So we thought of an idea. How about we spread light in a time of darkness in places that don't usually see this? We, we decided we're going to go to 
We're going to go to communities that not necessarily have ever had a Hanukkah, public Hanukkah celebration. As a group, the roving rabbis will start in Las Vegas, heading to St. George and Cedar City, Utah, before landing in Mountain Village on the fourth night of Hanukkah, then heading off to Crested Butte, before turning south for several towns in Texas. Wodowski says as the roving rabbis were planning their trip, he was reminded of a story he heard as a child. A king challenged his children to fill up an empty room with as much as they could. The child who filled the room with the most would become the king's successor. Day one, the oldest child turn, and he's been cracking his head for a couple of days, for, for a week already, coming up with the most creative ideas. So he got cinder blocks, perfectly square cinder blocks, and he starts loading them up. At the end of the day, he loads up the entire room in cinder blocks. King comes in. And he takes like a toothpick and he sticks the tooth, the toothpick, the toothpick in between the little bit of cracks, a little bit of the gap in between two cinder blocks. And he says, eh, not good enough. The second child fills the room with feathers up to the brim, but there's still more space. Not good enough. Third day comes the son, the youngest son, who everyone thought no way he's going to win this competition. He, he didn't even try. He just sat in his room the whole day. And he was a studious child. He sat in his room a whole day reading books, didn't do anything for the competition, wasn't preparing at all. So they thought, eh, it's for sure between one of the older two children. Whoever did a better job comes the third child, and he walks into the room, brings in a candle, two, three candles, and lights up this massive room and turns off the lights, pitch black, lights the room with candles. And the king says, look at this. There's not a single part of this room that isn't lit up. Wodowski adds, you don't need to have immense power or resources to be a light. So interesting thing about light is that no matter how dark a room could be, no matter how empty a room could be, all you need is one little candle, a little bit of light, and dispels a lot of darkness. Interesting, powerful message about Hanukkah is that a little light can dispel a whole lot of darkness. You don't need a whole lot of light to combat a whole lot of darkness. You only need that one little light, that one little candle. He says every person has the ability to light up the world. Every, every, Every person... Um, is capable of doing such a thing. Light is, and positivity is not something that's, that uh, you got you got to be qualified to pass it on. Everyone, the, this, like the menorah lighting, like the menorah, it's eight branches, right? And it lights up such a powerful menorah and beautiful scene, right? But what, what does it take? It's made out of eight little branches. Every person is their own little candle, their own little branch. And uh, it, it, this applies to everyone. Everyone has the ability to light up the person next to them. In addition to the menorah lighting, there will be latkes, donuts, crafts, a coin drop, live music, and dancing. The menorah lighting and Hanukkah celebration will take place in Heritage Plaza in Mountain Village at 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday, December 21st. The whole community is welcome. Who couldn't use a little rest and relaxation in the busy holiday season? This week, the Wilkinson Public Library is hosting a meditative sound bath healing with local wellness practitioners Jane Del Piero and Jay Holt. The community is encouraged to join for an evening of gentle centering meditation and vibrational therapy, guided by the soothing sounds of crystal bowls, gongs, bells, and more. The library recommends bringing a yoga or sleeping mat, pillow, blanket, eye covering, and water. The sound bath will take place at the library on Wednesday, December 21st at 6 p.m. The holiday season can be a stressful time, so why not find some laughter where you can? This week, The Fig, a local group encouraging artists and the artistically inclined to try something new, is hosting a night of holiday comedy. 
The night will feature local comedians sharing funny stories and anecdotes around their personal holidays. Organizers note anything can be a holiday, from the traditional to the first time you skipped school. The FIG Holiday Comedy Show will take place on Wednesday, December 21st at 9 p.m.-ish at the Ride Lounge. The event is free, but donations are accepted. The Grand Mesa, Uncompagre, and Gunnison National Forests is recognizing Trout Unlimited for its work to reduce contamination and improving the environment at Atlas Mill between Telluride and Ure. The GMUG is recognizing Trout Unlimited with the 2022 National Association of Abandoned Mine Land Programs Remediating Environmental Contamination Award. According to the GMUG, the environmental cleanup worthy of the award at the Atlas Mill was completed in 2020. The project covered nearly nine acres. Officials note the project consolidated and reclaimed over four acres of tailings. Nearly 2,000 feet of run-on, run-off channels were installed and 200 feet of Snaffles Creek was restored. Ute Mountain Ute Chairman Manuel Hart is calling on the federal government to designate a 20,000-acre ranch in Gunnison as reservation land. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamidas of KSUT and KSJD has more. The Ute Mountain Ute Tribe owns seven ranches in Colorado and Utah that tribal members can use for cattle grazing and hunting. Currently, those ranches have unrestricted fee land status, which means they're subject to taxes. The Cortez Journal reports that the tribe is applying for the 20,000-acre Pinecrest Ranch in Gunnison to be designated as Ute Mountain Ute Reservation Trust Land. The ranch is some 200 miles from the Ute Mountain Ute Reservation. According to Hart, trespassing on the ranch is an issue. And he said that local law enforcement officers have told the tribe they lack jurisdiction to enforce the law on tribal land. To add the Pinecrest Ranch land to the reservation, the tribe must complete an application with the Bureau of Indian Affairs and survey the land's boundaries. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly clear skies tonight with a low around 15 degrees. Tuesday should see increasing clouds and mostly cloudy skies at night. The high is in the mid-30s with a low around 15. Wednesday, expect mostly sunny skies with wind gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. The high is around freezing. Wednesday night, there's a 60% chance of snow showers with mostly cloudy skies and a low around 5 degrees. This has been the news for Monday, December 19th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Hello, Koto listeners. This is Claire from Telluride Chamber Music. I just wanted to let you know about a great concert we have coming up on Wednesday, December 21st, 6 p.m. at the Palm, which will kick off our winter season. The phenomenal and highly acclaimed multi-string quartet Invoke will be performing a concert that takes you on a journey of genres. A co-presentation with Palm Arts, you can expect a wonderful evening of music that spans from traditional string quartet to bluegrass, Americana, holiday music and everything in between. There's something for everyone in this program and it'll be a great way to celebrate the winter solstice and the upcoming holidays. The venue is the Michael D. Palm Theatre. It's on Wednesday, December 21st at 6pm and tickets are available at www.telluridepalm.com. 
Thanks so much, and we'll see you there. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You're also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact the staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.